Welcome to the Kinky Koala Club. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. And today we're talking to the elusive author that I've been trying to get on my podcast ever since I started it <laughs> um, a month ago, I think. Now it's been a month since I started it. We've been um, trying to get this done for weeks now. Um, there's been some time zone changes, some moving around. Um, for me, it was like university, books, whatever. And well, now we finally have her here. And of course, I'm talking about Dani Renee, a USA Today bestselling author. She's worked with the likes of Kay Webster and like tons of other authors. She's published over 50 books now. And she's also been translated recently in Italian, I think. Yeah, Italian. And uh, I just wanted yeah. to, like, first of all, ask you, how is it to live in London? Have you ever lived in London before or is it your first time? Um, I actually lived in London way back when I was still, um, I just finished college and I actually came over to London um, after my studies and lived here for four years. So that was back in uh, 2002. Wow. Um, yeah. So I have been here before, so it's nice to be back. And what did you study and where did you study, if I may ask? Um, I actually studied graphic design and art um, back in Johannesburg in South Africa. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, as soon as I finished school, I've always had a creative streak. So yeah, I went into graphic design um, and qualified with that. So yeah. So you've been, so wait, let me get this straight. Are you a like Johannesburg native and you were just moving to the UK for like studies and stuff or like, because you have like your accent sounds British to me, but that might just be my ignorance because <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um. No, I, well, I am South African. I was born and grew up in Johannesburg. Oh, And um, I lived in the UK for four years and I went back and then moved to Cape Town, which is also in South Africa, and lived there for eight years before coming back to the UK. But um, I do tend to, um, everybody calls, like my friends call me an accent chameleon because if I spend a lot of time around someone with a specific accent, I pick it up quite quickly. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I mean, I remember when I was here, um, when I was younger and I w worked in a pub and my boss was Irish and I would pick up specific words and what the pronunciation. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it was um, it was quite funny because um, I remember going back home after living here and I, my accent was completely British, like um you would never have said I was South African, so. <laughs> That's cool. I noticed that, I mean, my accent is a mixture of everything. Like, it's a mixture of Greek, German, American English, and then British English, because I lived in the UK for a year. But um, it just, yeah. it's, it's a slippery slope, and I'm very undefined. 
So it's just, uh, yeah. I, I totally, I totally understand that. Um, so <laughs> I, I saw like you, you, you walked around in town in London the other day. How is it like with Corona? Is it like, is it busy or are people like Corona town? <laughs> um, well, since, uh, since the lockdown eased last was it last week I think it has been busier mm -hmm. um, um I find it really strange though because um when I was back in South Africa we were very uh strict with wearing masks anywhere and everywhere mm -hmm. we went um whereas in London or in England I find because I was in Manchester for a yeah. while um I I find that less people wear masks um they do obviously in the store because when you walk into a shop you have to have a mask on but just in general um people don't wear masks if they're sort of walking down the road no matter how busy the sidewalk is or anything like that so that i find really strange but other than that um it has been pretty quiet and i mean um london itself is also a busy yeah. city but it ha it is it is really really quiet compared to what it usually is like yeah like when i remember london i have been there i haven't lived there obviously i've only lived like in the north near manchester i love yeah. manchester um <laughs> I, i lived in sheffield but like it doesn't compare to london like um uh the times that i've been there like it's one of probably the busiest like because i've never left europe so london for me is like the busiest city yeah. i've ever been to so yeah like yeah um i've personally I've stayed at home like i i've been uh, for a year now i i mean i i went to france last september but that was very quiet because it was like a beach town that so that doesn't compare but Yeah, in Germany, yeah. I think people do wear, like, where when I go out, <laughs> I see people wear masks. But I can't be really trusted because I don't really go to shops right now. I think we're in a, in a third lockdown, but I haven't, like, I don't, yeah. I don't notice that because I'm at home all the time. I, I haven't yeah. noticed that. But, yeah, people are getting frustrated. But I think the UK has, like, vaccinations on roll and people are getting vaccinated. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, they are working quite quickly uh, with regards to that. I mean, a lot of, I, I think they're, um, at the moment, I think they're on the over 50s. Um, so... Um, they have done a good job mm -hmm. with it um, and the numbers have dropped quite a lot, which is good, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, every now and again, it's, it is quite strange to see people sort of not wearing masks. Even when we first arrived, it was, it was quite strange because we obviously came from um, South Africa where masks were compulsory mm -hmm. anywhere and everywhere. Um, so yeah how was it at the airport like I'm curious to know because you probably like went to a couple of airports until like or like yeah how was it at the airport basically traveling in yeah. corona times um well we had traveled from Cape Town and we did we had a very short layover in Qatar um 
which was really nice. Mm -hmm. um, they were really, really good. Um, the flight was quite, the first flight was busy because we have to take two flights. So the first flight was quite busy, but the second flight from Qatar to Manchester was actually really good because um, they had blocked off all this, the middle row seats. So um, you'd have a window and an aisle seat with people in it, but the middle seat was blocked off. So there's nobody there just to sort of space people out, which was pretty mm -hmm. good. Um, and yeah, so it was, I mean, it was easy enough to sort of um, get on the ushered us, <clears throat> the ushered us from one gate to another um, to make sure that we were, um, you know, got to the connecting flight as soon as we could. Um, so yeah, it was pretty good in that sense. Um, I really enjoyed flying with them. I would probably fly with them again. Um, quite a good airline. And um, yeah, I mean, everybody tended to be quite responsible. I mean, everybody obviously had their masks on and stuff like that. So it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely not fun when you're trying to just like get somewhere and you're tired and people are like sending you down corridors and you have to go get checked and they make sure that you've got your certificate because you had to get a test before you left and they check all your tests mm -hmm. and stuff so you had to have um your corona test and stuff like that so yeah it was quite stressful in the beginning because um there's just so many documents that you have to have on you but other than that it was pretty pretty straightforward because like the flight from like where you were from south africa to like Manchester, I suppose, is also very long. So on top of that, to have all the Corona regulations, I, I can't even I can't even imagine. Like we're thinking of going to Greece, and I'm already panicking. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, like you probably <laughs> had to travel. You traveled half the world to get here, <laughs> and ah, uh, yeah, uh, man, I don't know. I'm a bit paranoid still yeah. to like consider it. I mean, my yeah. Um no, I mean, every, we, we all got, um, everybody has to have a test, which is a good thing. But then also, um, you know, you get hand sanitizers and they are very, very, um, you know, good with that. They're very strict with that. So, um, yeah, it, at first I was actually, I was stressed because I thought, oh, this is going to be horrible and I'm not going to like it. And it was fine. It really was. It was really fine. So, um, you know, if if I had a choice, like if somebody said to me, um, you have to go, it wouldn't stress me out as much now because I know what mm -hmm. it's like. So it isn't too bad. Um, as long as you're careful um, and you sort of keep away from others, um, it's fine. You, you don't have um you know people are very wary because they know it's serious so it's pretty good so what made you decide to move in them in the like in pandemic times and <laughs> like what made you decide <laughs> well, to to leave your wonderful oh. country to come to cold <laughs> london <laughs> oh come on you know i do crazy things <laughs> Um, well, the, the visa that we got, 
um, my husband and myself, that the visa that we got, we had to get to the UK before April, I think it was. Um, so they gave us um, like a deadline because we had to register um, that we are here and all of that. So we had to get here somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's why we we just figured, well, we may as well just go. Um, and also the thing is, is that uh, if we had to delay it, we'd have to pay for an extension visa and it would have just cost a lot more. So, yeah, that's why we did it during a pandemic. No, and I mean, like, what 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 drives you to, like, like, is there a plan for you? Is it better for your work to be in the UK or was it just you miss the UK? I mean, I miss the UK too, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I have to be honest, um, I, do, I did miss it a lot. Like, um, we've been wanting to come back for, well, I've been wanting to come back for a long while. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband, had, he'd visited here before, but never stayed here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we basically just decided a few years ago that we want to come and live here and just experience it. Um, and with uh, his sort of ancestry, um, we were able to get a visa to come stay here. So it was more just the fact that we wanted to, um, I know we can't do it now, obviously, because of Corona, but we wanted to travel Europe and from um, South Africa, it's very Mm -hmm. difficult and very expensive, Mm -hmm. whereas from the UK, um, it's obviously closer and it's easier to get to Europe. So that was like um, one of the main reasons that we moved. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, you you have to take a chance when you have an opportunity mm-hmm. um, or you may just always regret not taking a chance. So that's basically what we did. It's lovely. Like when you have, like, like you, as you said, like if I had the chance to move to the UK again, I probably would. Because for me, I don't know, like, yeah. do you, tra- do you also like traveling in the UK or like? Oh, yeah. Because while I was there, I, 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 I saw like some sites and stuff and we went with the university as well they also organized trips and it was always quite lovely like it's very idyllic some of the towns that they have to offer especially in the north they're like from Sheffield like we went to York to Newcastle to Manchester obviously Liverpool all these little I mean not little but (laughs) those are the big cities but (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's always it was always nice and luckily the weather was always like playing along um yeah but yeah how has the weather been I I I I seem to remember that March like April is the time where like the sky gets blue again but I'm not sure like how is the weather these days in London um well, today it's actually a little bit cloudy, but um, it is warm. Um, yesterday was really nice. We went walking um, through a couple of the parks, and it was it was really really warm. So that was really nice. Um, but yeah, the weather has been clearing up a lot, um, even though there was random snowflakes <laughs> falling like a couple of weeks ago, which was mm-hmm. weird. Um, 
but other than that, yeah, it's been warming up, obviously, because we're heading into spring, or we are supposed to be in spring. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been pretty good. We've been lucky. <laughs> okay, now I want to ask you about you being an author because obviously we've had a lot of foreplay now this is this was the foreplay section this is the kinky koala club so we have very weird <laughs> names about what we do here and now we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move toward the more like actually to talk about you as an author and you've already talked about it with me on like the interview we did on my website but i wanted to know what yep. when did you I mean, this is obviously the most stupid question ever. Everyone asks this question. But when did you decide <laughs> you wanted to become an author? Um, I didn't actually decide. Funny story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well, it happened by accident. I, I always say that and it sounds weird. But um, I mean, I've always written stories. Mm -hmm. Even when I was at school, I used to write like very short stories, which will never, ever, ever, ever be read by anyone. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I used to write when, I mean, the first story I wrote, I was about 13, I think. Um, but uh, I didn't write for a very long time um, after high school because I was busy studying and everything. And I sort of put it, in the back of my mind um and then back in 2003 um i started writing fan fiction mm -hmm. um on wattpad and um and i had accumulated readers who um i didn't know at all like some of them were friends of mine and they would sort of hop on and read a chapter and i post a chapter and And it was only one of my friends who actually lives in the Netherlands. Um, she said to me one day, oh, why don't you publish your book? And I sort of laughed it off because I, I know that going to a publisher is very difficult because, mm -hmm. um, you know, they take months to get back to you and it, they might not even sign your book or, you know, that kind of thing. So I sort of laughed it off and, said oh yeah whatever you know that's not going to happen and um and she sort of said to me well you know what you should just look into it even you know just because because you, your stories are good so you know I said oh yeah okay maybe I will and um and I had actually went on to google um And I thought, okay, well, let me have a look at what publish, how to publish. Um, I didn't necessarily know about self-publishing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I actually, on one of the search results, I came across a video by Alessandra Torre, oh, yeah. who did a blog. And on her blog, she had something about KDP. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let me have a look at that. And that's how I first found out about it because I had no idea what self-publishing was. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know it was a, an option. Anyway, so I read her her blog and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I could probably do something like that. And I took about six months to research it because obviously being in South Africa, there are a lot of limitations to what we can do and what we can't do and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, and... 
uh, after I did my research about getting paid and your taxes and your, you know, ISBN numbers and all of those kinds of things, uh, I finally then put up one of my Wattpad stories, which don't ever do this as a new author. <laughs> it wasn't edited. I, I like I cringe when I think that I did that, but um, I put it, I formatted it together mm-hmm. and um I put it up for pre-order and I was super excited because I had 10 pre-orders <laughs> and um, it was so funny because I knew they were all my friends that were like trying to support me because, you know, I didn't know about book bloggers or bookstagram or anything like that. I had no clue. And um, anyway, and that published on the 3rd of December, 2005. And it was really weird because I didn't do any marketing. I didn't post about it. And um, about a week after it published, I got a a DM on Instagram from a book blogger who I actually still talk to now. Uh, She's just, uh, she hasn't been reading a lot um, lately and uh, her account has been a bit slow, Um, but she's still around. And it's so cool because um I she's been there since like the the first book and she messaged me on Instagram and said um hey uh I've just read your book when is your next one coming out and I laughed because I was like what do you mean next (laughs) one I don't have a next one (laughs) and she was like well if you ever do decide just let me know because I really like the story and I was like oh okay wow and um I think if it wasn't for her sort of messaging me and saying that I probably wouldn't have um, published Mm -hmm. again, but then um, I did have another story on Wattpad that I'd started. I think I was like seven chapters in or something. And I thought, Oh, maybe I should publish it. And I ended up finishing it up. I took it off Wattpad. I finished it up and then um, I put it on Amazon and it, it, released in February the following year, February 2006. And from then, I sort of found out about book bloggers and marketing and, you know, slowly built a readership. So yeah, um, I didn't ever plan it. It wasn't, um, I don't know, it wasn't something that I thought I would be able to do. Um, I suppose it's one of those things where you sort of re- you've read all your life, but you don't think you're the, you're good enough to be like the authors that you look up to. So for me, it was always like, oh no, I'm never going to be as good as mm-hmm. that, you know. Um, so yeah, it was never like um, a concrete plan. Um, but yeah, after after putting up the first two, the the, the my debut book and the second one it all kind of snowballed and yeah 50 something books <laughs> later i'm still here <laughs> and when like at first obviously it wasn't probably your main job right or was it like My... your main job the publishing oh no no not at all um for the first um for the first three and a half almost four years of me publishing i had a full-time mm-hmm. job um there was I, I wasn't sort of earning a salary that could pay the bills um, from my books, mm-hmm. so I still had a full time job. So I mean, and I remember a few times when I was still learning about like takeovers and things like that. Um, 
I remember Facebook didn't have the scheduling option and I had to stay up one night <laughs> for a takeover at three in the morning and I had to work the next day and I was, um, yeah, the first sort of two years I was exhausted because I would write after work and my, because my job was um, online, um, I was lucky enough to be able to work from home, but also I would work uh, 12 hour days and then write at night to get my books done. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so the first sort of two years of publishing, I was, I was so exhausted because it was writing and then doing takeovers and then going to work the next day and then writing again and trying to finish a book. And yeah, so it was a bit crazy and only, um, it was only in my sort of, um, closer to my fourth year that I was able to, uh, quit my my job and um were a right full time so that's probably like if i calculated correctly like around 2010 you probably went full time or is it earlier um yeah damn yeah no it would have been about 2010 yeah damn that's a long time like um, like like pepper winters yeah. I mean, pre was pepper winters around 2010 I think like she probably had her first books out back then but like that's a long time um, no wait no 2010 why no sorry did I wait hold on see this is why <laughs> I need a PA um no because what's it no 2013 was my first book not 2003 sorry 2013 yeah that five years last year was five years of me publishing oh wait so it's yeah. like okay okay 2013 yeah. okay good 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 okay yeah. no but that's that's still <laughs> that's still like a you, you you got me there so yeah 2013 um no 2015 oh my god i can't remember yeah no 2015 december the third right so then yeah, 2016, 2017. It was only in 2018, um, March 2018, that I quit my job. Um, sorry, yeah. So I published in 2015. Why did I say 2013? That's so bizarre. <laughs> anyway, you're still, that's still OG status. Like, whatever you say, like, if it's before <laughs> 2018, that's OG status. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was 2015 and then 2018 I had uh quit managed to quit my job and write full-time um but yeah even even writing full-time you still it it's still a lot of mm -hmm. work because as a as an indie author you have to pretty much do yes. everything you have to do your marketing, you have to do, um, you know, your promotions, you have to make sure that your covers are ready and your book's done and the proofing's done and things like that. So it it's a lot of work. Um, and I know like a lot of, I've, I've mentored a lot of authors who are, who are new who have said, oh no, I'm sure it's going to be easy. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not at all. <laughs> 
I I noticed that firsthand. Like when I when I started in October, um, I put up my pre-orders yeah. and I was like, I'm going to release my first four books back to back to back, and it's going to be amazing <laughs> and super easy because I've already <laughs> written them. And now it's April, and um, I'm super yeah. exhausted. I don't know where 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 something yeah. starts, where it ends. I don't know where I go <laughs> from now. Like, what's gonna happen? Like, did I do the right thing? Yeah. Like, ah, oh, it was. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a struggle because we're doing everything on our own, and um, yeah. How is it to be a full time author? Like, other than like. Do you like write like ten hours, or is it, or is it like how is your time schedule in a day, like your personal time schedule? Um, well, it depends because if I've got admin to do or emails to respond to, um, I usually try and do those in the morning. Um, but if I wake up and there's a scene that I want to write, then I'll write. Mm -hmm. So not not every day is the same anymore mm -hmm. um there's yeah because obviously you don't have a nine to five so you don't have to be in the office at nine but i am quite strict that by nine o'clock i'm sitting at my desk so whether i've i'm responding to emails or i am you know doing something else i will be at my desk and writing something or responding to something or whatever it may be <laughs> and how because i've been noticing this with my with myself like this past week i've i've decided to um make a schedule for myself for social media because i i, w I was noticing yeah. that i i was spending too much time on social media and i just wanted to like maybe take not cut it off entirely but like take a break like for me for example i say to myself after 2 p.m that's when you can go on social media like i want to break this habit of waking up and checking my instagram right away like i, I wanted yeah. to do that like yeah. how do you um cope with like social media because obviously it's it's a big part of like our marketing plan and like keeping in touch with readers and stuff like do you feel an obligation to like constantly be online and like check everything or like are you in a better face than me <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um i i have to be honest i i was for a long time um i was constantly like online because i knew that was how i would communicate with my readers and how i would connect with them um and i mean i just i find that social media has become quite toxic just you know over the last sort of year or so it's become almost draining because every time i open it there's some drama or something mm -hmm. happening and i try and stay away from that so I usually I'll, I'll hop onto um, Instagram and I will thank everyone for sharing a teaser or whatever it may be. So I try and do that as often as I can, but I do try and limit my time online. So um, I try and spend an hour on Facebook and Instagram as like social media. And then um, if I do have time, I'll go onto TikTok and upload a video or something like that. But um, I don't spend as much time on social media as I used mm -hmm. to um, at all. Uh, 
mainly because last year I was quite busy, so I just didn't have the time. But I found that the less time I was on social media, I was more productive and I was um, I was uh, less stressed, I guess. Um, but there is always this expectation that authors have to be online 24-7. And... Um, and like it's not feasible mm. like you have a life outside of your books uh you know as sad as that is <laughs> <laughs> you you do have to you you do have to take a social media break every now and again just to you know get your head right again because social media can be quite crazy <laughs> it can it has resulted for me for example i've been offline this i mean offline i'm still online but like i have my time limitations and uh, i i've been on youtube instead huh? uh, looking at at dog videos like um because i'm writing a dog yeah. in a book and i'm look because i've yeah. never owned a dog so, so i'm looking at videos on youtube and i'm like i'm researching i'm doing this for a very specific reason this is not because i'm bored so um yeah um speaking about like the toxicity and stuff was it like i don't know what exactly maybe it's because of corona and because everyone is like at home all the time like how did we get here? Because I don't know, like at first when I mean, I'm, I'm a very young blogger, I haven't been around for a very long time. Um, but yeah. like, was it like that before? Or is it just that the, the masks have dropped? And now like people are getting exposed? Like, what's can you as an OG of the indie industry, like shine some <laughs> light on this? <laughs> I don't know if I'm I'm an OG. Um, I haven't been around for that long. I don't know. Um, I I've always been very much it on my in my own little bubble. Like, um, I mean, I obviously have my author friends who uh, I've known for ages, and I chat to them. But just in general, I just try to spend as much time away from any drama if I do see something happening I just tend to veer very far past it um, I've just learned that as an author you know being almost in the spotlight all the time um, you need to be honest with yourself and the people around you but also you need to um, be professional because it is a business you're not um, you know you're running a business mm -hmm. it's it's not you know high school or something like that where uh, people can do whatever they please um, I just feel that you have to respect those and remember where you come from um, respect others treat them as you want to be treated mm -hmm. and um, you know and just no matter how um, I don't know how many best-selling tags you get or whatever <laughs> it is. You always need to be humble um, because you you don't know what the future is going to bring, and that's how I've always, you know, been taught growing up. And um, my mom always just tell me, like, just remember where you've come from. No matter where you end up, you don't know what the future will hold. So I've always just been like that. I'm very much um, 
you know, I'll try and help anyone who asks for it. And, um, you know, if someone I see is in need or needs to talk, I'll always reach out. But um, I just, I, I try and keep my circle as small as possible, just mainly because I just see, uh, like, just things going toxic and it just makes me sad so I just I feel that we should all support each other we're not each other's competition I mean there's um you know there's so there are so many readers out there um it's not a competition so I just feel like um treat each other with respect and you know if you sort of don't like someone then just you know don't talk to them I I just don't see the point in um, starting drama and stuff like that. So yeah, I just I keep to my circle and and to my little reader group and and that's it. <laughs> yeah, because like what I see, obviously, this is not a business limited to one one country, for example. Like we're 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 working on yeah. on things with people from like Asia, from like Australia, from the US somewhere. Like maybe somebody is in Hawaii. I don't know. But um like obviously yeah. like the, the legal regulations of things uh are different in every country. But um it's uh, I don't know I had like while you were talking I had this amazing uh, question in my mind but then you kept talking and you distracted me and now I have forgotten the question <laughs> sorry <laughs> I was like um basically like my fascination with it because I already was like I, I'm, I'm from a small town in Germany and uh, I never saw a lot of things to people I was the most exotic thing they knew because I was Greek, <laughs> but going, <laughs> yeah. going to like the UK and being with all these international students and like forming this international community, like that's what I like when I'm on, on like bookstagram and on like forums and everything, um, that we are all from all these different countries and we're working together and we're sharing yeah. our love for things. But then again, also, yeah. you you get a couple of scammers that way as well, like from all sorts of countries, even from Germany. I, like, I, yeah. I see so many people like doing things that legally it's not like... Like, for example, speaking of researching how to publish and stuff, in Germany, you have to send in your book to the National Library. And um, yeah. I I always, like, dread that. I always say, oh, my God, like, will, will my books arrive in time so that I can send it to the National Library? Because they can send you, like, <laughs> a notice that you didn't uh, hand it in at the right time. And then you'll be you know, you'll be fined and stuff. But anyway, so yeah. um, I'm just like, I, I had a question. I'm just trying to remember right now, but I've forgotten it. It's gone. It's over. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to move on now. Um, but like, like, yeah, we, we've discussed the toxicity that's been going on. Um, but like, also it's, it's a bit, um, uh, I don't know, like, some sometimes it's very difficult to find who you can really trust especially like after the the like after summer last year like and when yeah. I when I like also when I talk to you sometimes or like over over winter and stuff when I was beginning and like 
like you you say one name and then immediately there's a backstory to go with that name so obviously i think reputation is a big thing like you said you have to be professional and like yeah <laughs> try to not dig your own grave yeah i th i think i mean it's one of those things where um you you have to be professional if you were in an office job it would be the same thing mm. you know um you just um yeah i don't know it's like i you just especially with social media around now you just know that um if you say something wrong you know it can be taken the wrong way mm. or screenshots and mm -hmm. that kind of thing which you know if you if you just keep your nose clean and you do you write your books and you Uh, chat to your readers that's why we're here we're not here to um you know sit around and and be like we're in high school or something like that we're here to write books and share our love of books and that is you know that's why we're here so why are we changing it to focus on negative things so yeah it's one of those things where that's what i sort of think and that's how i mm. feel so that's what i do like i might my books are my focus and my readers are my focus and um and i've just found that you know you keep you obviously do have friends that you n learn to trust and you do trust and you keep them close and you know you be friendly to everyone but though your circle you keep your circle small mm. so Yeah. And obviously there's, I've been discussing this with my friends. So obviously if you start drama on Instagram and on Facebook and stuff, obviously Instagram and Facebook are a bit interconnected. But what we've been noticing is that even if, say, for example, author A is canceled on Instagram and you you go to Amazon yeah. and you see that they're still like best selling, best, I mean, not best selling, but like they're still ranking high and they're still doing all these numbers and stuff. So I think I also wanted to ask you, like, because you've been around for like five years, you may say you don't feel like an OG, but like five years in today's um, <laughs> time is like a long time to be because five years ago, <laughs> I mean, we we did have Instagram and I, I've been on Facebook since yeah. I was a baby, basically, like since 2010. But like the whole thing yeah. where like every mom on the street has Facebook and Instagram it's been like yeah. it's been growing and like how ha has it like how has it affected you because i see lots of people now with tiktok and i think it's gonna keep gr i mean i hope it's gonna keep growing and people are gonna get even more opportunities to promote their books online but like how has it been for yeah. you like using instagram and facebook and stuff to promote your books um i mean like i suppose it's one of those things that with facebook especially um your author page is where you sort of promote your books mainly um and i mean that also comes down to ads so if you're doing paid ads on facebook and stuff like that um i find uh both i find social media does help to build a readership um and obviously you know, your followers will see a new book and they'll probably go out and buy it or they'll sign up to help promote it. So 
um, it's always, once again, it's always good just to be yourself um, when promoting um, because readers sort of feel that. And even myself as a reader, because obviously I do read <laughs> as well. So even myself as a reader, it's, it's always cool to sort of see authors sharing bits of what they're doing or their pets or their life or whatever it is. So just be yourself and be, um, you know, don't sort of try and, I suppose, fake it uh, because readers do pick that up. But um, social media is a place where you can actually build your community, build your readership. And I think it's a good thing because um, there's a lot of positive as well. There's a lot of amazing ladies that I've met, um, yourself included. <laughs> so it's, um, it's, it's a place where you can, you don't feel alone in a sense that no matter where you are in the world, you're, you still have friends. Mm -hmm. Like you can reach out to someone on a, a message and go, Hey, how are you doing? Or, you know, want to chat or whatever it may be. So it sort of also helps you feel like, oh, there are others who enjoy what I do. Um, and that's where I suppose the romance community started and it is still there. So I think we need to get back to the the reasons why we're online is to share our love of books mm. um, and our love of our bad boys <laughs> and our alpha males. And, you know, um, no. so, yeah, so I think we need to sort of get back to that instead of, um, you know, focusing on the negative that's happening. Yeah, because, like, the more you focus on the negative, the more it spreads, the more, like, you, you talk, you yeah. dish it out, the more people find out about it and the more sales and reads and whatever this person gets. So for me, it's always, like, if I know that I don't like something... I will try to like when my if my if I'm not obsessed with it, I will just try to like remove myself from the situation and like I'm I'm trying yeah. to do this more as of now like because yeah. I've noticed like there is no use like especially like you said screenshots nowadays. I'm trying to be better. I'm a bit emotional. I'm an emotional mess sometimes. <laughs> and I get a little out of control. But um, like I'm trying to be better for this year. Like that's my goal. By the end of 2021 we have now. Yes, we're already in 21. Um, yeah. I'm trying to be a bit more, you know, chill and just, you know, share some hot boys and some cute dogs and leave it there. Like leave it there yeah so speaking now that you've mentioned uh you have uh, books that you read as well um i i ask that to a lot of people because my answer is always the exact opposite of what the person that i ask the question to says so do you read <laughs> yeah. while you write or are you also one of the authors that has like writing face and then you'll read a bit and then you'll write again Oh no, I I um I read and write. Oh, yes. Um so I tend to yeah, I tend to like if I get an arc of something then I'll obviously read it and and try and get a review out for the author. Mm -hmm. Um but I tend to try and read something different than what I'm writing. So um if I'm writing a dark romance, I'll tend to read uh, more suspense or thriller or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I I can't 
or I don't read uh, romantic comedies. I don't know. I just, I, <clears throat> I've tried and I can't. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I mean, yeah, I quite like um, sort of dark, obviously dark stuff. I do like, um, you know, bully romance and mafia and MC and stuff. So depends what I'm writing, but I'll generally read something that's not in the same genre or trope. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, I read when I write all the time. Um, so yeah. <laughs> that's great to hear. Now I can, I can say that Danny Renee is like me because I also do that. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't that like, I, I've, I've been having a bad reading year so far. Like, Uh, I I mean, last year, obviously, I read almost a book every day. And like, especially, I, I think, yeah. I think this time around, it was because I had these, these three books that I released back to back to back. And um, even though yeah. they were mostly done, and they only had like, they needed finishing touches, I still felt so consumed yeah. by it, especially because I'm new and I'm trying things out. I don't know, like, I'm not in the routine of this, 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 this needs to happen then and then and then. Like, and that's like, yeah. I had too much stress to just, you know, release something uh, to read more than like, so yeah. And basically what I, because like, I'm currently struggling with it. Um, how do you deal with writing dark? Cause I don't think I've read every, like, I need to go back and read more of your catalog. But um, over winter, I think I read, what's the series called? Crave and all of that, the, the BDSM. How do you deal with reading, with writing that sort of thing? Um, it Yeah, I suppose it depends on the mindset, on my mindset at the time. Um, I remember Crave was actually the first dark romance I ever wrote. Mm -hmm. And um, and that was way back, um, 2016, I think. Um, that was the first, like, re at the time I thought it was really dark. And then I've read other books recently and gone, oh, it's not that dark. Um, but... I I think that book broke me in a good way because um, I had such a book hangover from writing that and I've never had a book hangover from writing a book before. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, yeah, I think it was also because it was my first dark romance. So I was just like, I was overly emotional. Mm -hmm. um, I... I have cried a few times while writing different stories, but that just, yeah, that was, I think that's why if anybody ever asks me um, what book should they read of mine, I generally go for that mm -hmm. one. If if they say they like dark romance, I usually choose that one because, um, I don't know, I think, yeah, being my first dark romance, it sort of has a special place in my heart, but um, I... I suppose when I'm writing dark stuff, I and I finish it, I tend to I'll write something completely different, whether it's a, a novella or um, just a short story or something. I'll write something completely different. Mm -hmm. um, I've actually got a um, I'm part of an anthology that's releasing um, next week, and I wrote a short MMF um, little novella after writing a cut so deep mm -hmm. 
because it cuts so deep isn't really dark to me but obviously the the storyline is quite yeah, emotional yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so i needed a break from that so i wrote this like really short uh steamy little novella so i do tend to take a break after writing something that's quite intense um and i mean i've got loads of manuscripts that aren't finished that are sitting on my computer that I just wrote because I needed a break. Um, but yeah, I like the dark romance and I like writing dark romance because it, beside the fact that I do love a good anti-hero, um, I think that with dark romance, you can be more raw and gritty and edgy. And um, yeah, I think you can dive deeper into the psychology of a character. So you say, I'm still hung up on what you said about the Forbidden series that I read last December, that that was your first venture into dark romance. I don't, I don't, yeah. I, it didn't feel like it. Like I read it and I thought, oh, okay, this, she, because it, it, it sounded like I really loved it. Like I really liked the series and I can't wait until like you you continue it because do like do you have any information on when it's going to be continued um i'm working on the third book now mm -hmm. um uh which will hopefully i i want to release it um probably in june so i am i'm halfway through the third mm -hmm. book um and i don't know when I'll get to the fourth book, but at the moment, the thing with me is like, I can't write some, I can't force myself to write a book. Mm -hmm. It has to come to me. Um, and I think with that series, it was just so emotional that I finished the first two books and then I needed like time. And then I took more time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, But yeah, I am halfway through the third book, so I'm hoping um, the release date will be in June. Um, mm -hmm. Once I actually finish the first draft, I'll make an announcement and start promo and stuff. Mm -hmm. And speaking of like difficult stuff to write and read and whatever, like, do you as like Danny Renee, do you have like a limit of something that you would never do? Something that you would like to share? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> you mean writing? Yeah, something. writing, for example, like in dark romance, like, do you believe in like, having like a limit like even if it's like a thin like a, a, a like a moral line that's maybe it's very very like low but you still have it and you're like I'm not gonna go below that oh um I mean I I don't think so because um I've I'll write what the story that the characters tell me mm -hmm. um Obviously, I've written a lot of taboo as well, where, you know, I've gone, ooh, that's a bit taboo, <laughs> but um, uh, I tend to trust my characters when I'm writing a story. So, um, you know, if, if something needs to be told, then I'll write it. Obviously, if I do write anything that I feel 
needs a warning, I'll have a warning on my um, on my books. But um, I don't. I, it's one of those things that I go. Well, never say never mm-hmm. because you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I haven't really. I think it depends on the story. If something needs to be told in a story, then I'll probably write it. But yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. You've stumped me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I suppose it's one of those things where um, if, you know, abuse and stuff is quite difficult to write about, especially child abuse and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but if you need to explain why a character has issues or something's wrong, you know, you you have to tell the reader what's what's happened in the past. So I might not go into complete detail and stuff, but I will hint at something that happened in their past if that's what's happened. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it depends on how much detail goes into a story. But, yeah, um, I'm always wary when I'm writing about um, kids because obviously that's like... Yeah. I'm I'm not going to read something with underage kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that and um you know that's my I suppose that's my limit um but if uh, if it um and not in a romantics or romanticism sense but like if you need to um tell a story where the character you know might be struggling with what happened in the past Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what happened. You you need to explain it in a certain way. And like I said, um, you don't necessarily have to go into detail because a lot of readers can use their imagination and realize what's happened. So um, I think that is an important thing. You have to be honest to your characters. Um, and yeah, I mean, if there is something that I feel that might have a trigger, then um, I'll always tell my readers. Um, but yeah, I suppose that would be a limit where I wouldn't sort of, it wouldn't be in a romantic sense if I wrote something like mm-hmm. that. It would be more of telling the story. Um, so yeah. Suppose. And what do you think, like, because I've been talking about this even with Nyla and um, with with some other people, like author people, other people like your aliens and stuff <laughs> no because um, <laughs> um, I have like I have multiple personalities I have my author personality and I have my blogger personality no I mean <laughs> um, writing for shock value do you have like a, a quick hot take on it like what what is your what is your thought uh, what are your thoughts on like writing for shock value and like pumping your books like I, I i heard the other day my friend was telling me you know people used to stuff their books uh on kindle unlimited until amazon banned them from amazon uh, and then um yeah. <laughs> i'm like now people stuff their books with shock value <laughs> like what what do you think yeah. about it um see I personally would never do that like I I don't see the point in it because if your story is good and your plot is good and um you know not everyone's gonna like every book that is what I've Mm -hmm. done and that's fine um but 
if you have to put something in just for shock value, then I feel then uh, why? Like there has to be a reason why. Um, are you trying to get readers talking or is it just because, you know, you're you're struggling with the storyline and you thought, oh, I'm going to drop this in <laughs> because everyone's going to be gasping yeah. and shocked at it. But I personally wouldn't do it because I feel that a story, you have to tell a story authentically and dropping in something for shock value just feels um, fake, I suppose. I don't know what other word to use, but I feel like... Uh, you shouldn't need to do that to get readers to enjoy your story or read it or talk about it. Yeah, I I, I feel the same way because I, I've been thinking about it. And honestly, like shock value, you unless you're like some criminal, not criminal, but unless you're like some mastermind of uh, marketing and whatever, and you know how to sustain this long term. Um, like I think Nyla also said that, that, yeah, you can have shock value and you can have people talking for five minutes, but like what happens for the rest of yeah. the hour? Like you're sprinting, yes, you're sprinting yeah. and you don't realize that you, you should, you know, you should consider like your long-term situation and like how much is enough? Yeah. How much scandal can you take until people are sick and tired <laughs> of your scandals? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that it's it's all fun to do it because you sort of get people talking about the book and, and you know, you sort of, you get this um, focus on you, but you cannot, it's not a long-term, it's not, it can't be used long-term because what else are you going to put in there to shock them after you've done the worst um i don't know I, I i just don't think it's it's something that's sustainable long term at all um so yeah i just i i honestly for myself i don't see the point in doing that so speaking of shock value and something that you don't have in your books let's talk about your books and <laughs> speak about how you don't have shock value in them um so basically you're i think do you have any releases before bitter truths comes out or is that your next release um, the next one is Bitter Truths. That's on the 30th. Mm -hmm. um, there is an anthology next week as well. I think that's also on the 30th. Um, of course, I went and scheduled both on the same day. Anyway, <laughs> um, Bitter Truths is the next one that's coming out. Um, that is the conclusion to Crimson Falls. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did actually leave quite a few of you shocked at the end of Bitter Vows, so I'm very sorry for that. <laughs> You did indeed, but we're going to pretend like we don't know what happened in the book because if we do, then I'm um, just going to start talking and I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah I, I'm not a huge fan of cliffhangers, mm -hmm. but that one had to be done. Um, but yeah, so Bitter Truths is the next book in the Crimson Falls uh, duet. And then... Um, I know a lot of people have been asking about some secondary characters in the series. 
um, and they will be getting books. Um, so yeah, they're they're in in the works. And I was thinking like with a cut so deep, do you have like I think you have plans for more from a cut so deep, but like do you have any news um, on that? Yeah. yeah, I have the second book, which um, I haven't. I don't think I did the title yet, but um, yes, the second book is uh, follows Cassian, which is the older brother, and he um, he and his girl are coming. I've actually started plotting it mm -hmm. out. I've got the storyline. Um, I just need to sit down and write it. Um, I was going to start it in January, and then obviously we had to mm -hmm. move, and things just yeah went crazy. So. Um, But now that we're settled and, and I have my desk and my office and everything, I'm going to, uh, I will be writing a lot. Um, so, yeah, so I've got uh, the second book in the Thorns and Roses series that's coming this year. And then, um, yeah, that's the, that's the next one that I've got to work on. And he's the eldest brother, so he's going to be fun to write. So last year you had um, The Devil's Plaything, right? That was like very early in the year. That was, was that your last Mafia release? I don't know. Let me... Yeah, that was actually... Yeah, that was in March. That was my first Mafia version. Oh. Um, Yeah, I had never wrote Mafia before that, which was quite cool because um, I, um, I, I actually had that story on my computer for probably two years mm -hmm. um, and it sort of sat there and sat there and then I went, okay, you know what, I actually just have to publish this at some point. Um, and then, yeah, uh, that was uh, that was the well, the first mafia that I ever wrote. Um, but I do have a plan for Victor's right-hand man. Um, his book will be coming as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we'll be writing more mafia soon. <laughs> it's like, once again, like you say it was your first mafia your first dark romance and i'm like sitting there you sound you, well while i was reading those books i always thought like oh okay this is like a seasoned person and they know exactly what they're doing <laughs> they know all the right things to say um so yeah that's 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 nice to uh, to think about uh, well that's well that's a good thing <laughs> thank you no but like for real um so Let's just move on to like the final part of the podcast, the aftercare. Um, so what what is what is what are some of the favorite things? What are some of your favorite things that you like to do outside of writing? Um, I, I, I tend to binge watch series a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I like being outdoors as well. I mean, um, Obviously, in Cape Town, yeah. we had um, a lot of hiking uh, trails and stuff, which we did a lot of. But um, since we're back in London, um, you know, we've been doing a lot of walking and exploring, mainly just tourist, uh, doing the tourist sites. But um, hopefully once we're, once my husband can get like time of work and stuff, we'll be sort of traveling around 
um, England just to explore it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a runner, so he'll be doing like marathons and stuff, and then I'll just go with him. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we will be exploring a lot. But yeah, I like I love traveling. Um, we're looking forward to traveling to do signings. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the pluses of being so close like here in the UK because there's a lot of UK signings which I'm excited for mm-hmm. um, and hopefully traveling back to the US because um, I'd like to do signings there again obviously once we we can travel um, but yeah other than that um, obviously I love reading mm-hmm. um, I don't read very quickly <laughs> uh, it usually takes me about three or four days to finish a book mm-hmm. which I know it's it, it sounds quick, but it's not. I always feel like I'm reading really slowly. Um, but I love reading. Um, um, yeah, I just, I like being outdoors. I like being, um, I'm not a huge fan of like really hot weather, but I like being sort of in the sunshine and stuff. So um, when the weather's good, then you'd find me sort of outside. Um, but yeah, reading, drinking wine. <laughs> That's always good. What is like? <laughs> what is one of your favorite books ever, or like a book maybe that you read that you read every year or something like that? Um. Okay, so um, I was actually chatting to one of the other authors the other day, and we were laughing about this because I told her that my book husband. I only ever claimed one book husband. Mm-hmm. See, I'm I'm a I'm a. You're monogamous. Girl. I only ever claimed one. <laughs> um I only ever claimed one book husband the rest of them all book boyfriends but don't tell don't tell me (laughs) um uh it was um I don't know if you know M Never um no but I think you've mentioned Uh, her you've mentioned her to me before yeah um you should read the Decadence After Dark series um there's the the main character in that or one of the main characters is Kane and he is my book husband Mm -hmm. I will fight everyone for him (laughs) um (laughs) um so yeah so that series oh my god um I remember picking up the first book and I thought oh well you know I'm just gonna it was a Saturday morning or Saturday early early um 11 o'clock in the early afternoon and I picked it up and I thought oh I'm just gonna sit and read for like a couple chapters and then you know we're gonna go out and I promise you I sat on the couch that whole Saturday and I read all three books like I devoured um I think I finished the third book the Sunday morning and I had the worst book hangover I couldn't read for two weeks afterward um so yeah, so that series is amazing, and then also, um, yeah, same same author M Never uh, wrote a book called Moto, which is uh, which absolutely uh, like broke me, um, and then um, another author who's one of my favorites as well is Kay Webster. Obviously, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, she. Um, her her book like yeah I can't even tell you which book is a favorite because every time I pick up a book of hers I love it so yeah like um those are sort of the books that I so you know would say go read those mm-hmm. um and then yeah I've got my other favorites like I love I'm I'm so in love with Monica James's new She's series so awesome. um, um 
yes. Um, so I've got the arc now of the second book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so excited because I've been dying for to find out what happens to Punky. So, um, and I love Pepper Winters. Oh, yes. So lots of dark romance. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, and Natasha Knight does some amazing mafia yes. as well. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I've got... I, those are just off the top of my head, but yeah, those are some of my favorites that I literally will one click. I don't, I don't read the blurb. I just go, oh, okay, a new book. That's cool. I want it. <laughs> mm. For me, actually, Pepper Winters and K Webster's were like uh, K K Webster. Say the name right. Put some respect on that name. <laughs> um, they were actually my first like dark romance reads ever, and I remember like because I'm like in a small town, everything is innocent, and uh, reading reading yeah. like Pepper Winters. I think either um, Tears of Tess or Indebted. And I was so shocked. I was so shocked by it. I was scandalized. I was like, oh my God, this exists. I don't believe it. Who is this mad woman? And then like five years later, when I was obviously older, because I was reading this when I was a bit younger, like 16 and stuff. Yeah. When I was a bit older um, and I, re- I read some really trash books, I went back and I was like, this is actually, this was like, this had like a whole universe. And I love how Pepper always like blocks her books in like these like big ass, like five book series, whatever. And um, yeah. And yeah. then, like, Kay Webster, obviously, like, the, the cucumber and this is war, baby. Like, <laughs> she's just uh, whatever she comes up with. Yeah, it was, like, back then I had no idea. And I just read, like, those books on Amazon because, obviously, Amazon is a, like, whole different platform to Instagram and, like, Facebook and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I, I was only on Amazon and whatever was, like on top of the charts I picked it up and I read it and I was like oh this is actually kind of interesting um and (laughs) so yeah like I also like agree and Monica James is like so like she is one of like like you and like you and like Monica James and like Jenna Hartley for me you're like the group of authors that I've been like in and out of a lot of teams over this past year like I'm a hoe for bookstagram and but like they're like a group of teams like five group of teams like obviously I couldn't stay in every team so I had to leave even some that I really love but like you guys I stayed with you um because like Monica you Jenna you're also kind and you appreciate your bloggers and like we we feel that we feel it whenever like you know so that's good um so I asked that I asked I asked the same question to Nyla as well. So when you have your yeah. release day, what is like what is the thing you do on release day? Do you have a ritual for release day? <laughs> um I I do wake up and I will open Amazon just to make sure that the book is actually live because you know sometimes they do weird stuff and you're like, "Oh god." <laughs> um but um, I mean, I, yeah, what I usually do is I'll, I'll post um, the graphic on the author page or I will with a giveaway or whatever it is. Um, and then I'll make sure my 
street team have the graphics so that they can promote mm -hmm. and then i i tend to try and hide away from the computer because if i sit at my computer then i'll just watch um the rankings and the sales and stuff like mm -hmm. that so i tend to try not to do that where i we'll go out, um, maybe get some lunch or we'll go out for dinner or something like that. So I try and sort of go out and ignore um, the release day. Like I'll celebrate with a dinner or something, mm -hmm. but um, I, but then also I'll open my Instagram and thank everyone for sharing. So that's usually what I do is just like scroll through Instagram because I get all the tags and I'll thank everyone for sharing because it's, like, it's always humbling to see how many people share a release mm -hmm. um readers bloggers other authors sharing it so yeah so i love to just say thank you um just so that the bloggers know that i see them um and i'm thankful and stuff like that so yeah i love doing that um and then usually by like dinner time I'm exhausted because I've been panicking and hoping that everybody <laughs> likes the book but um, <laughs> um, um, and then yeah and then my PR company uh, depending whoever I use they'll um, send me like reviews that I can use for promo so I'll read through those um, I don't go on to Goodreads because Goodreads uh, I tend to hide away from Goodreads mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'll I'll generally just um, make sure that all the graphics are ready for release, make sure my ads are running. Um, and yeah, and then make sure that Amazon doesn't do something silly with the book, <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> just like randomly cancel it for some reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't have a sort of ritual, but we I do tend to have like a glass or a bottle of wine mm -hmm. <laughs> ready mm. um but yeah usually it's, it's always just busy posting um i do tend to uh jump into some author groups just to post um the new release um but other than that i don't have a very specific ritual um whatever happens that day i just like <laughs> go with the flow i guess <laughs> Okay, then that I think that is the end of um, our podcast today. Let's end it on a positive note. And um, <laughs> I'm glad even though we had to like go through like countries and time zones and um, all these events <laughs> of the past month. Um, I'm glad that we finally made it happen and uh, I will be, I know. I will like quick, quick, I don't know how quick I can do it. I'm not sure I have enough time before my class today, but I'm so excited to share this with the listeners and with everyone on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, so yeah, this was the Kinky Koala Club with Danny Renee. Um, my personal um, OG, even though she doesn't think she is an OG, but to me she is. <laughs> like if I if I knew you before I went on Bookstagram, then you're kind of an OG. Like you ha you kind of made it because if if you're just on on Amazon all the time and you pop and you you see like an author there, then you're an OG. And uh, no, okay, I mean I love your books, so that's why you're an OG. But um. So yeah, that's that was the Kinky Koala Club. Um, 
get Danny's new duet and prepare yourself for the final book of the duet, which is Bitter Truths. And meet, do you call him Licken, Lycan, or like Lycan? Lycan, right? Lycan and Scarlet. Yeah. Meet them and get ready for <laughs> book two. I have the arc and I will most likely read it today or tomorrow. I have to, I have to check my schedules. But um, yeah, I'm excited to read the, the second arc and uh, follow Dani on uh, her socials. Do you have, are you at Dani Renee author, author Dani Renee? What is your um, um, handle? Dani Renee author. Um so yeah, I'm pretty much Danny Renee author on everything. Mm -hmm. So Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, wherever. <laughs> yes, awesome. So I will be sharing this everywhere because like I've been expecting this interview for so long. So now I'm super excited. And uh, that was the Kinky Koala Club for this week. And uh, what can I say? Bring your own koala next time. Bye bye. bye.